But say we've, you know, already quartered up baby carrots for our kids and they're in child safe shapes and sizes. And we put it alongside some pears and a peanut butter and jelly for lunch. And we bring it over to the table to give it to our child, a child of any age, and they don't eat it. And it feels like this binary process where we're offering our kids this food. We're giving them the carrots, but they don't like them. They don't eat them. And it perpetuates that defeat that we can often feel and that add to the overwhelm of why am I even trying? Because this binary process is just black and white. It's I offered it. They didn't need it. What's the point? Hey mama, I'm Ashley and welcome to the Veggies and Virtue podcast. In this podcast, you will find simple menu ideas, kitchen organizational systems spelled out for mom life and feeding tips and tricks that are both evidence-based and grace-laced. I believe that you can find flexibility when it comes to feeding your family so that you can feel calm, capable, and connected in the kitchen. As a registered dietitian and Christian mom of three myself, I want you to break free from the mealtime battles and to feel equipped while feeding your kids all day long. Pull up a stool at my kitchen counter and let me pour you a cup of coffee and say a quick prayer for you. It's time to chat about the mealtimes, messes, moments, and ministry of motherhood. Does your child need to eat more vegetables? If so, I get it. Because mine, as a dietitian mom of three, also do. And majority of the kids in this country do. However, I know it's simply not just their response that often shuts us as parents down. When it comes to looking and evaluating, are we even making progress in establishing a healthy variety in the foods that our kids eat? We as parents are often scared by our kids' tantrums or unsure how to handle their aversion to trying new foods. And so just like any parent who's exhausted, overwhelmed, and running on empty, we just avoid doing it. We avoid the trigger. We avoid offering the food that we know may cause our kid to throw a fit. And so instead of approaching these foods neutrally ourselves, we're almost already exacerbated by them because we know it's a food our child might still be learning to like. And with that, we have an internal fear that our kid's going to respond in a way that's going to further make us feel overwhelmed, defeated, and just apathetic to even offering that food. But if we need to offer fruits, vegetables, and new foods to our kids, but we're not to use tactics like pressure, bribing, or forcing new foods on our kids, I know so many of you are asking, how are we ever going to get our kids to eat new foods or to ever taste a vegetable based on an internal motivation alone? And my question to you is equally, how how are we as parents not going to be triggered by the process? Because understandably, as a tired and at times wary parent myself, I know that we just want the path of least resistance as parents. And so sometimes it seems easier to just offer our kids the foods that we know that they will eat and that don't subject us to a fight or feeling triggered by a tantrum that may ensue on their end. And so in this episode, as with all the veggie and fruit of the month episodes, I really want you to feel encouraged and dare I say even excited about the opportunity to offer these foods to your kids. Because the majority of the ones that I'm sharing are not necessarily ones you've never heard of before or never seen at the store. I want them to be ones that are more than likely really accessible to you. And I'm sharing them in a format that they're seasonal fruits and veggies. And so the ones I'm sharing with you not only should be available the time of year that I'm sharing them, but also should be 
economically realistic for you to play around and experiment a little bit with with your kids. And so in this episode, I want to go ahead and share with you the veggie of the month for March and to give you some ideas of where you can start with it. I'm going to let you know this is not a vegetable that will catch you by surprise in this season or really in general. It's probably one that you already have as a staple in your fridge on a week to week basis. But as with each of these monthly episodes, I wanna walk you through how you can not be triggered by your child's response or feel scared of a tantrum that might ensue or unsure of how to respond when your child maybe doesn't eat it. But instead, I want you to understand how we can help our kids learn to like these foods as a positive, playful, and pressure-free process that you can feel encouraged and equipped to journey alongside your child for so that this becomes a part of your family's lifestyle and natural feeding environment and not another effort that's on your to-do list or more maybe more often than not overwhelms you as just another thing that you're trying to accomplish in parenting but you're really unsure about if you're even getting it right or if you're sticking to the right plan or if this is even an approach you can stay consistent with if and when you have those moments of feeling a little scared to how your child might respond. So without further ado, I want to go ahead and share with you this month's veggie of the month, which if you're a member of my Mealtimes Made Easy method, you already have the complete download with all the information that you need on this in each of the month by month play out for fruits and veggies of the month, as well as how to pick them, store them, all of those details that I've shared in past months. But this month's veggie is carrots. And as we get a couple weeks away from Easter, this seems particularly applicable because if you never introduce your kids to carrots, I know that one common time of year that we might be putting them out is as we celebrate Easter, as we make carrot cakes, and or as you maybe feed live bunnies in your neighborhood or however that presents itself for your family. And so carrots is a really fun one that, you know, for most of us, especially here in the United States, most of us probably have carrots in our fridge all the time. And so I really want you to take this as your nudge and your encouragement and inspiration to offer them and to see ways that you might be able to start offering them in ways differently than what you have before. because. You know, while with some of the produce, I know you guys might feel uncomfortable with, you know, how do you even pick it? And it might be something that you've never even brought in your home. You know, I think of the last few that we've done with kiwi and mango, and those might be more unfamiliar fruits or vegetables like cabbage that may not be as much of a staple vegetable in your home. I know that for most of us, carrots are. So I'm not going to spend as much time on, you know, how to pick a proper one as I have in maybe some of the past month's episodes on fruit or vegetable of the month. But instead, I really want to help you think of this from a high-level overview in how I see families making the most progress forward and how you can utilize that when you think about where to start with carrots. So assuming that you already have some variety of carrots in the home, I want you to think to what I've often shared and referred to as the steps to eating. It's a very well-known approach within the feeding space, and it's something that I share in depth within my Mealtimes Made Easy method. But basically, the steps to eating is showing that for us to eat a food, it's not just offer and eat it, as if it's a two-step process. 
Rather, it's something that has been broken down into 32 steps to see that there are so many layers and levels of intimacy that have to be overcome in order for us to truly taste and chew and swallow and digest and accept a new food in a way that looks like, well, we eat it. And so of course, as parents, we're looking at this in the context of feeding it to our kids. And I know how frustrating that can be because with the example of carrots, we might be offering our kids lunch and quarter some baby carrots because again, they can be a choking hazard of note, depending on the age of your child. Under four, we don't want large chunks of raw carrot for our children. But say we've you know, already quartered up baby carrots for our kids and they're in child safe shapes and sizes. And we put it alongside some pears and a peanut butter and jelly for lunch. And we bring it over to the table to give it to our child, a child of any age, and they don't eat it. And it feels like this binary process where we're offering our kids this food. We're giving them the carrots, but they don't like them. They don't eat them. And it perpetuates that defeat that we can often feel and that add to the overwhelm of why am I even trying? Because this binary process is just black and white. It's I offered it. They didn't need it. What's the point? And instead, what I want you to do is to take a step back and to look at the steps to eating hierarchy so that it helps compel you to utilize some new strategies and how you're offering it. So instead of you feeling like, well, if I offer it and they don't eat it, we're done. That's all the success or progress that could be made. Instead, you see it as there are 32 steps of progress that can be made. And that's not to elicit additional overwhelm for you, but instead it's for us to think about the way we teach our kids to read, the way we teach our kids to swim, the way we teach our kids to do literally everything. It's not they read or they don't. It's not they use the toilet independently or they don't. They sleep independently or through the night or they don't. Of course, that's a landmark where as parents, we are super excited when we get to that point, just the way that we will be and we are when our child eats a carrot or they don't. And so I want you to see that all of these processes for kids are a process. We develop these skills for them in numerous baby steps over time so that they can achieve the end result that we're really after. In this case, learning to like and ultimately eat a new food like a carrot. And so instead of handing your child a book and just seeing, do they know how to read it? We want to set them up for success so that by the time we've offered it to them, we know that they're already that much more prepared to receive it and to respond well to it. And I don't want to go too lateral with the other examples and analogies of things like, you know, reading or toilet training or sleep training or swimming or really any process with a child. But instead with sticking to the steps to eating, I want you to think about these core tiers of steps, and then I'll break it down a little bit more specifically, but I'm also going to share with you why I'm doing this. So if you haven't heard me share this before, again, this is something I've gone into the depth about. I've shared many printables and freebies over the year, one of which I'll link here for a food play perspective. If you find it helpful, you can just scroll down to the show notes and see it there. You can also in the show notes, find a link to register for the mealtimes made easy method, where I go into this in depth and how it applies to our family's feeding environment. But within the steps to eating in the hierarchies, instead of it just being this two-step approach, but instead a 32-step approach, I want you to think about 
how your child might tolerate, interact with, smell, touch, or taste a given food. And so I'll say those again, how your child might tolerate, interact with, smell, touch, or taste a given food. And in this episode for the veggie of the month, we're going to be sticking with carrots. So when you look at where to start with a carrot, if you're used to just putting it on their plate and expecting them to eat it, chances are if your child's not eating it, you're jumping ahead of the step that they're on. And so we want to take it back a few steps so we can see where are they at so that they can be successful with it. So I want you to ask yourself, has your child voluntarily ever eaten a carrot? And if so, there's some ways that we can continue to expand and add variety and range to their diet and the nutrition that they eat in and through carrots. And I'll get to that in a little bit. But if your child has never voluntarily eaten a carrot, I want you to take steps back until the step that you have seen them be successful with. So if your child has never eaten a carrot, I want you to take a step back from there and ask, has your child ever tasted a carrot? If your child's never tasted a carrot, have they ever even touched a carrot with, you know, their bare skin? It could be any body part, really. But, you know, most often we think of with our hands, this could be just touching it with our tongue as we put it in our mouth. Maybe they didn't really taste it, but they put it up to their lips. Maybe if you did use some of the food play strategies that I share on the free printable linked in the show notes, you see some of the different ways that your child might have used a carrot for food play. But if your child has not even been receptive to touching a carrot, very quickly we can see why they're averse and we're frustrated that they're not eating it because they're not even willing to touch the carrot yet. So if your child isn't willing to touch the carrot, I want you to take a step back and ask, has your child ever even smelled a carrot? Now, carrots aren't one of the more pungent foods that we'll cover in, you know, these monthly episodes. But I want you to think about if you've ever cooked with carrots and it gives off a smell or as your child has maybe ever helped peel a carrot, you know, baking a carrot cake together this time of year, if you're shredding carrots in a food processor or peeling large carrots of, you know, their peel, it will give off some sort of a fragrance. So does your child tolerate the smell of them? Because if they don't tolerate the smell of them, again, we want to take a step back and see, are they willing to even interact with it? Now, this is different than touch because it's not with the skin. This is, is your child willing to interact with the carrot utilizing something else that separates or acts as a barrier between the carrot and your child? So would they pick up a bag of baby carrots where they don't have to physically touch the carrot, but they're willing to interact with the package of baby carrots at the store? So you could, you know, offer or invite them to pick the bag of baby carrots that they want to put in the cart. Have they ever done that? Because if you, if your child won't even tolerate the interaction with these or the spooning of carrots onto your plate, maybe again, holding the spoon and the other end of the spoon holds the carrots, then we again need to take a step back to see your child's at the phase of learning to tolerate carrots. So we've had to really take several steps back, which again is not intended to discourage or defeat you. Instead, it hopefully empowers you that you have a starting place. Right now, you know that your child has zero tolerance to carrots. And if that's where you're at, I wanna now move forward from tolerating carrots onward so you can strategize some of the ways that you might be able to help your child learn to like carrots in this upcoming month. 
So if your child's just at this introductory phase of tolerating carrots, this is where they're learning to visually tolerate the sight of this food and the movement of this food in front of them. So they might be sitting there at the kitchen counter with you and you are doing all of the interaction and the touching and the preparation of carrots for carrot cake. Or as you cut them up for a salad, you might be the one who's dicing them up or shredding them or cutting them to put on a sheet pan meal or whatever it might be. They're seeing you manipulate the vegetable. They're seeing you interact with it. They're seeing you role model taste and all of that. But right now we need them to visually tolerate this. When we look at the different senses being included in this full sensory experience of learning to like a new food, we're trying to help our kids visually tolerate a new food like carrots. And so continue to role model, show them what it looks like to pass that bowl around the table of carrots at dinner. Even if, you know, if you're offering family style, even if they're not choosing to have it on their plate, the next step might be promoting interaction. So as I mentioned, if you're at this phase in the steps to eating, you might want to be encouraging your child that they get to pick the bag of carrots that they want to put in the cart at the store. Or as you pass that bowl around the table for carrots being offered, you might invite your child to use the spoon or the spatula or whatever it might be to scoop some out. Now, if you notice that they're even uncomfortable passing the bowl, they're likely not going to be as interested in serving themselves up some carrots but maybe you could invite them to serve you some carrots because again, it's less intimidating on them and it's more inviting because they don't feel a sense of pressure, but they get an opportunity to interact with this food. The next thing you might consider, and again, there's a laundry list of ideas that we could go through with each one, but each month I wanna just give you some ideas so that you can see steps towards progress that you can make from where to start and where you're wanting to get of them learning to like vegetables but that you can identify just a few little baby steps within these different tiers of where your child might be. So as you pass a bowl, let's say, of roasted carrots around the table, you might encourage your child to blow on this hot, you know, hopefully the bowl you're passing is not hot, but if the carrots are, you know, giving off a fragrance, you might encourage them to interact with it by blowing on it. And this helps move them a step along to smelling the fragrance of it. If you have, say, like a baking dish that has a lid on it as you're passing it around the table or as you're serving it up for dinner, you might allow your child to lift the lid off so they get the little amount of fragrance that's coming from the carrots and they get to smell it. And again, this is helping them learn to like the visual appearance, the interaction with, and the smell of a food like carrots. So as we go through this, now we get to see, are they willing to touch it? And this might not be as bold as holding a large carrot in their hand and peeling or, you know, interacting it, interacting with it through a peeler and, you know, a full palm on a large carrot. This might be that they're using it to do something that they enjoy or that you're letting them build with carrot sticks to build the letter that starts their name, or you're allowing them to play the drums on the edge of the table with two carrot sticks where it's very playful and inviting and they're touching it, but they're not necessarily taking it to their mouth yet. Now, as they move along in the steps to eating, you're going to see that their touch does become a more intimate touch with the food. And so they might be inclined to want to see, can they 
can they balance it on their nose or between their upper lip and their nose to have a mustache? Or would this be something where maybe they want to put orange lipstick on their lips and use the carrot as a lipstick? Or it might be that they want to be a walrus or put two carrot sticks coming out of their, you know, uh, under their lip as pretend teeth. These are all more intimate ways of them touching it than, say, picking up one small piece of carrot off their plate and putting it in the trash. And so as we see progress with this, we want to honor that it's progress. And the last tier in phase that moves us closer to learning to like foods like carrots is for our kids to taste carrots. And of course, this is where we all hope to get and be and ultimately see our kids eat it. But I want us to see that there are still several steps that happen just when our kids begin to taste carrots, because while they may like raw carrots, they may not have learned to like cooked carrots. Or while they may have learned to like cooked carrots, they may not have learned to like raw carrots. They may tolerate carrots blended up as part of a fruit-based smoothie, but they don't like the taste of carrots on their own. So I want you to explore and experiment with your children and to challenge yourself in the upcoming month if they're at a place where you think that they have visually tolerated and they've interacted with and they've smelled and they've touched foods like carrots, then yes, they're probably at a place that they might be ready to taste this given food. So find ways that you can continue to make steps towards eating with tasting. And this might be inviting them to listen to the noises that come off when you crunch on a carrot and how loud and crunchy it is. And maybe you compare and contrast this with the cooked carrot that's being offered and they get to listen to the noise of you crunching on that. And this invites them and excites them to maybe try the same of tasting the carrot in their mouth. And as we say on the back, chompers, put the carrot back there and chomp as hard as you can on the raw carrot versus on the soft carrot, inviting them into this process. One thing that my kids always find really fun with like those rainbow carrots that have yellow, purple, and orange is to do a blind taste test. I think this might be one of the things included on the food play guide printable that's in the show notes, but this might be one where your kids, you close your eyes and again, you're role modeling to them and opening my mouth and you can put any of the color carrots in my mouth. And let's see, can I taste the difference between the yellow, the orange or the purple carrot? And then I do it. And then very quickly, because it's very fun and it's playful and as parents, the more we get into it, the more receptive our kids are, then they want to try it too. And they're tasting it. And then From here, we see them begin learning to like it and to voluntarily eat it. But as you see, there were numerous steps that had to happen in order to help support our child in learning to like it. And so I hope that, you know, starting out with the concept that we were talking about as parents, we can feel scared of the tantrums and unsure and offering new foods because we don't necessarily know how to respond when they say they don't like it, when they say that they're not going to eat it. And depending on the capacity that we have to come up with an appropriate response, oftentimes it's just easier to not be triggered by that potential tantrum or adverse reaction. But instead, what I want you to hear and what I want you to take away from today's episode is I want you to think about what step to eating was your child last successful with when it came to carrots. If you've never seen your child taste a carrot, maybe take a step back and see, will they touch a carrot? They won't touch a carrot. Take a step back and see, Will they smell a carrot? They won't smell a carrot. Ask yourself, how could you help your child to comfortably interact with a carrot? And again, this may happen at the table. It might also be at the grocery store or in the kitchen or away from the table. 
And if your child's still not there, consider how can you role model to them different ways of eating and enjoying carrots so they learn how to visually tolerate carrots in their presence. But instead of not knowing how to react in that moment, I want us to feel confident and equipped as parents that we can respond productively without pressure, but maintaining a really positive feeding environment. All right, well, that is all for this month's Veggie of the Month. And I hope that this gave you just some new energy and creativity to approach a very common everyday food like carrots with. And so tag me on social media at Veggies in Virtue with whatever way you choose to approach and offer carrots and how you use the steps to eating framework to make progress forward, even if initially you're taking or feel like you're taking a step back. So make sure to scroll down and check out the show notes. There's a link to a free guide I have on food play. And it'll give you a lot of different tools and strategies that you can begin using, especially as we get into the slower summer months, so that you can be really intentional and positive and playful with exposing your kids to new foods, including foods like carrots. 